Welcome to Divine Enigma, a podcast that talks about how to navigate the complexities of the workplace as a modern day professional, whilst also having a side hustle simultaneously. My name's Sarah, your host for the podcast, and this is episode two of the show. Yay! Um, So this podcast will be available on all platforms where you can find podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Our guest today is Olawa Sheye. He is currently a customer service advisor with a passion for tech. Those? I don't want to tell you the name of the retailer, but yeah. But he has a passion for tech and he's going to share with us about how he navigates working in retail as well as um, retraining to become a software developer. So, hi, Oluwaseye. Thank you so much for joining us on Divine Enigma. How are you today? I'm good. Okay. How has your um, week been? Good. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, I'm going to kind of d- deep dive into asking you a few questions about training to become a software developer so you currently work for a very big retailer i won't say what their name is but they're very big and their food is known to be really nice i'll just tell you that as much as i can but why have you kind of moved away from being someone that's working in customer service advising helping people with their their food choices and things like that and now you want to move into tech what what was the motivation behind that? Can you be able to uh, like break down the question a bit more better, please? Sure, Oluwase. Yeah. Thank you. So you we brought you on this show today because you're gonna tell us a little bit about how you navigate working in retail and also retraining to become a software developer. So what made you wanna go into tech? What made you want to be a software developer? I mean, there could have been so many, you know, I guess, different career paths you could have gone through. Why tech in particular? Well, the reason why tech in particular is because um, I felt that, like, for a long time, um, I didn't know what type of career path or career I really want to get myself into. So, and on top of that as well, you know, you know, I do really have a good childhood, although it's half and half, I would say, considering that. But, you know, it's a career side. I do really have a good childhood in my career side, I would say. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. So, um, you are currently learning to be a software developer. Um, what excites you about working as a software developer? What is it you love about working in the tech industry right now? Because obviously you're not working in the tech industry. You're actually now working in retail, um, but you're now moving and you're pivoting onto tech. So why why are you pivoting, pivoting onto tech? What is the reason that you're going into that industry? And what do you love about it? Yeah, so do we... Yeah, the one thing that I do love about it is I can just work in my own time. You know, I just don't get any managers coming coming for me, 
coming to pull me up in one sitting me is or that or that you know careful like, not to swear on the show okay that's cool but um, just for the benefit of our younger listeners okay that's like so okay i will use that word then um but yeah um so basically yeah it's just um it's the fact that oh you know um yeah so basically yeah so tech is a very very good corporation business or organization to work to you know to get yourself into because obviously you need to work at your own pace there's no there's no meetings that you are necessary you put put up in basically yeah so moving into tech just gives you that level of freedom that you're looking for in terms of managing your your work-life balance and not having sort of i guess a kind of micromanagement style of being you know controlled in your job would you agree with that Oluwashe? yeah correct yeah okay cool so um the the reason why we do this show divine enigma is because we want to allow for um people to have a safe space um to um talk about how um to have the tools on how to navigate the complexity particularly of being neurodiverse in the workplace so i understand olu Washaye, I can call you that, Oli Washaye. Um, you have a a neurodiversity, and do you mind explaining to the, to the audience right now, the listeners, what type of neurodiversity you have? Yeah. So yeah. Um. Thank you for asking that question, sir. Um. Yeah. So the type of um uh, neurodiversity I have, I have learning difficulty, I have autism, and I have dyslexia. And I have very severe. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and let's try to focus more on the autism side. So how do you, obviously you're moving away from working in retail and you're going into the tech industry. So in terms of your autism that you believe you have, have you actually, to be honest with you, have you actually been officially diagnosed with autism? Well, when I was young, Yes, but not recently. No. So obviously, you know, uh, when you get older, like there's less people, there's less support you can get apart from until you get that autism assessment or that learn difficulty assessment to prove that you do have this condition you have. That will help make sense. Yeah. No, you're making perfect sense on the washer, yeah. Um so as an autistic man and also an autistic black man, I might mention, how is it that you manage your autism while studying or retraining to be a software developer and on top of that, working in your retail job? Yeah. Um, again, that's a good question. So yeah, uh, thanks for that. Um, yeah. So um, the one thing that really helps me um, in the in the tech industry that I'm getting myself into now, and as an autism as assessment, well, as a, you know, like a narrow diversity guy in this country, especially a black man, basically, is that there's two things. So one is God Almighty God, and just Christ, God, I'm a true, very good, true Christian that helps me. And second, my mentor, or mentors, I would say. 
Okay. Yeah. So for you as an, an autistic person, you need mentors to help you. But in terms of, obviously, there are people that help you. What do you do, like, for yourself to, you know, make sure you understand the work that's being given to you? How do you organise yourself? I mean, as an autistic person, how how, how is it like? Because a lot of people don't understand autism. So we're doing it for the, the benefit of the listeners. I mean, what is it like being an autistic person? Although you haven't been officially diagnosed, what is it? What is it like for you every day? Like how how does your how do you think if you can try to explain? Because I know it could be quite hard to explain the condition or even the the way you learn that's different rather than referring to it as the condition. Um, yeah. Um, so basically, um, how I learn is. This question is quite tricky. And the reason why I say it's quite tricky is like it's very, very hard to know what type of tools I can use. Yeah. That works for me personally. Because obviously I think for me basically that's the question quickly, yeah. So is that I think sometimes my head spins like a clock because to be quite honest with you. And the reason why I say is my head spins like a clock is that is that my head is going around in in like like 10 places basically to know what type of tools i can use yeah to manage my time to manage my my study so now i give you one example actually so just quickly ask you a question quickly is um actually no, there's two questions sorry take your time on lou okay. Actually, yeah okay thank you sir ah that's nice yeah so uh yeah there's two answers for that question so one is um uh but yeah just in the meantime just until just until I actually end up getting myself diagnosed to you know to be able to know what type of condition I really have yeah but just depending on the time when I get there now as we're currently now what really helps me is um uh, actually using um like writing down notes so I, you know obviously. Obviously, now I have a board, a big board, and I write down some notes down there. And then also, another thing that really helps me as well is obviously I use the tools on my laptop. So, obviously, I actually have an Apple Mac laptop that is specialized, especially for um, narrow diversity, especially for people that have this beauty of to go down. What's it called? Uh, uh, this country, especially a black man, this country. So, obviously, for me, so yeah, so that really helps me as well. So like for example, now I give an example. So like notes on the Apple, on the Apple side, and also I use that as well. And then also I use like my my calendar. So I, you know, you know, you know, any meeting that I need to do, I, I put it in there inside the calendar. So yeah, that's what I do too as well. And another thing, sorry, just one more before I close off, is that oh, another thing that really helps me as well is. I take a break. I take a lot of breaks, actually, to be quite honest with you. Um, so, so that actually, you know, I go for walks. You know, I actually go out, like, go out in general speaking. Um, I just, you know, just go to the kitchen, find something to eat, you know, probably take a nap, maybe for five, ten minutes. So that really helps me, even read the Bible as well. That really helps me as well, you know. So, yeah. 
Oh, that's interesting because I, I have dyslexia. So I, I'm neurodivergent. So I'm in, in the family, you know, that the community of neurodivergent people. <laughs> but um, yeah, one of the things that helped me, and I spoke in one of my previous episodes was um, having a planner. So like what Oluwache was saying is like definitely having a planner and listing the things you need to do before the next day so that you don't get, you know, overwhelmed and again I think with people who are autistic autistic people generally are very intelligent people and one of the things that they have is that they have I don't know whether you have this but you have it where you've got so many ideas in your head but you just don't know how to express all those ideas and it just comes out in a complete jumble um and i think getting those ideas clear uh really help people who are autistic and also people that are adhd because i have dyslexia and adhd so for me because my brain is moving like a hundred miles an hour and then sometimes it doesn't move at all because I've, I've lost my you've lost my attention basically um i i generally try to be in a very quiet place so that i can kind of I guess, would you agree with me, Oluwache, that you just have to get your thoughts in, in a kind of methodical way without all the noise going on? Because sometimes the noise can be quite overwhelming because you're taking in so much information all at once. Um, so that that's one thing. And then again, because of my ADHD, I don't know if the same with autistic people, I use like apps like Speechified and... Um, the voice capacity on Apple phone if I can't spell a word and things like that really help me. Um, but yeah, like I know the difficulty that comes with having so many thoughts and everything just feels like a big, like, whoa, like a big explosion in your head and you're like, what do I do with all my thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> you can relate all of us say, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. Yeah, so like... How is that? How does that impact you? Obviously, you're trying to learn a new skill. How does that make it difficult for you to learn a new skill? And then how do you overcome that difficulty? Yeah, so uh, I will say three things. So one um, is getting close to God. So always reading the Bible, which I, which I always do. I mean, even though sometimes I don't really read my Bible. To be honest with you. But even if I don't read my Bible, I always make sure to pray to God every single day. That's what I always do. That's one thing I always do. And then secondly is um um you know, like I said before, that would always make sure you take breaks to help you to reflect on yourself. So that just like just like what Sarah said as well, that always just use apps that helps you take a bill to help you to uh, you know to be able to manage yourself. So, like for example, that like just using, just using, just literally using the um, the what's what they say? The voice note. Yeah, the voice note. Or and, the and, the voice capacity on yeah, the yes, app. Okay. Yes. Using that as well, so that really helps as well. And uh, the last thing all these, find a good mentor that can build you and encourage you a lot. So every single day. Yeah, it's really important to find your tribe. I guess mm-hmm. that's what I would call it. Like somebody, like or people that 
can really understand you from a place of empathy because sometimes when you have like dyslexia or you have autism people are not always patient to really understand that you just learn things differently doesn't mean that you're any less valuable or any less intelligent it's just the fact that the way your brain processes information is just different from I guess neurotypical people who are not neurodiverse like um, like us um and the whole reason why I, I you know part of the reason why I created this podcast um is to create a safe space for people like myself like Olu who want to go into like you know high earning career jobs and really move up the career ladder but not allow for people to define us but our I guess learning difference and in fact a lot of people who do have learning differences can bring a lot to the table and I think it should be celebrated more rather than seen as a hindrance um because people that are neurodiverse do have a lot to offer the work place and the work environment so I would definitely definitely not overlook people that have these learning differences um so going back to you Olu because you are in a hot seat (laughs) um just want to understand um when do you hope to kind of finish your training what's the plan what do you hope to do in terms of reaching out to employers will you tell them that you have um that you're neuro you're not you're not neurotypical but you're neurodiverse um and um what what are your hopes for the future you know after you know you complete your software development course well um so i'm definitely want to finish my software development course with my mentor by uh, well obviously this year has ended now so i'll say next year um but next year will be around in the middle of next year because obviously it's not because the old that um and the reason why i say it's taking me a bit more time is because um you know i thought to myself oh maybe it's very very quick it's quick learning but it's really it's not so i think i'm going to give myself a little bit more time for me to learn and be able to grab what i need to grab so i will say just just between in the middle of next year towards the ending of next year so around this time around this november time just for me to know and understand the whole concept of me being a software developer so once i'm actually out there i will know exactly what to say and where to say it and how to say it especially towards people that are in employers so uh well and you know, when you get to that stage of finishing your course, will you plan to tell employers that you have a neurodiversity? Yeah, of course. I have to. Because I used it that way. And, oh, yeah, I just want... That's, yeah, that's, mm, that's another thing I want to discuss with this touch as well. Is, oh, the, oh, the, I, think, um, I think for me, I think it's better for anyone that is going on or this career path, just make sure what type of... Uh, just type of uh, job sector or company sector you want to try and work for because you you know there's so many areas you can work for or work in and solve the developer or industry tech general so i think for me personally i think i'm going to go for 
companies that are quite big already. Because obviously, you know, they only have that space of leverage of really supporting someone that is now in diversity. Now, I'm not saying that obviously startup company can't do that. I'm not saying that. But I just think that it's better for me to go for um, maybe, maybe, you know, or maybe master as a startup company. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. But I do a little bit research from that side. But in terms of the companies that I know of so far, so good. So what, the the, the Googles and yes. the Apples and the Airbnbs and yeah. those kind of companies that yeah, have the resources to help mm-hmm. people who are neurodivergent rather than maybe smaller um, startup tech firms? I mean, I think it really depends on the company and what they stand for because you could have a company that is... Um, their, their mission is to ensure that they employ a, a truly diverse workforce and that might be at the stance of what the company is about. So, yeah, you can never know. I, I guess sometimes with these bigger companies, you can almost argue that they come across diverse, but the issue is they do it as a form of tick box exercise. And when it really comes to it, they're not truly diverse. Well, it's maybe if you've got a startup that they're, that, that, their ethos or their mission statement is to be truly diverse. So that means employing black, brown, you know, um, people part of the LGBTQ community, you know, people that who are neurodiverse and not neurotypical and really like enforcing that genuine, like truly genuine diverse um, workforce that might come from a startup, you know, but, Oh, you know, only time will tell, and you won't really know until you, you know, put yourself out there in the workforce. So, yeah. So, um, I like to move on to the next segment of the podcast before we close. This is a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you the tools on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse in the workplace. So. I've got five questions to ask you and they're not going to be quick fire questions. So (laughs) the first one is working from home or going to the office? Working from home. Okay. Um, ah, Working as a manager or working to help support a business but you're not managing people uh, so managing that you're line managing people or you are working sort of independently of business but you're supporting that business i will say helping the business so supporting the business okay yeah. Ooh. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay no problem um what's the most important soft skill for you as a neurodivergent person, is it being empathetic or amazing in communication? What's um, the other one? First so there? being empathetic or having great communication. So being empathetic is like knowing, knowing what it's like to be in someone else's shoes. Oh, yes. So uh, first one. Yeah, okay. And, oh, and the last one, working alone or working as in a team? Uh, oh, this is quite a tricky one. Um, you have to choose one. 
Okay, that's fine. So I'll just choose what could I do? Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. All right, then. So those were my questions for Oluwashaye. Olu? Oluwashaye? Thank you so much for coming onto the show, Divine Enigma. We're always happy to have guests that are neurodiverse and neurodivergent. We love people like you that come on our show more. And it's nice to see that we can have more diversity in the workplace and actually show that we are killing it as neurodiverse people in the workplace. Yay. (laughs) So, um... Thank you all for taking time to listen to the show. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, We talked about, um, we had a guest today, actually, Olu, who told us how he navigates studying to be a software developer, to upskilling and working in retail and how he navigates that. Um, Please follow me on all platforms where podcasts are uploaded. Thank you for listening to Divine Enigma. And if you've got to the end of this podcast, this is a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you the tools on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse in the workplace. See you next week. Royalty.